I'm here. <laughs> hey, Becky, this is Yogi Becky take two. I mean, part two, not take two. <laughs> Visit, visiting the happy hamstrings again. Yay. Yay. Hi, welcome. Kelly. I wanted you to come back on and I've been meaning to. I've been subbing so much. Becky, I've got good news for you. Oh, good. Yogi Jules, which is me, has right. won sub of the month for October. Remember I said I picked up all those classes? They create. <laughs> they had created a competition that they secretly kept and didn't tell us about. And I was sub, sub, sub of the month, picking up the most shifts. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's a good team, so it was a close run. I picked up a lot of shifts. I bet. Anyway, I've been wanting to have you back on, and now we've been hit with a Hurricane Zeta, and you lost power for how many days? Seven days. Seven days. That's so long. I want you to go ahead and start start telling the listeners about that. Well, it was kind of wild because we were up at 3.30, and I told my husband, I said, the wind is awful out there right now, and it reminded me because I went through Hurricane Opal 25 years ago in this house. Right. So... I was listening to it, and I'm just like, you know, he could, he was, was raised in Florida, so he was sleeping through it, and I'm going, ah, ah, and so. <laughs> I slept through it. <laughs> yeah. 3.30 in the morning, though, I'm up going, mm-mm. Well, the off. power blinked off here about maybe 15 times whenever um, the transformer got hit, and most of the neighborhood here, I don't want to say on the podcast exactly, but we're living right, close right. together. But most of the area between you and I was out of power for a week. Yes. And, you know, it was just amazing. And, um, you know, but it was it was not bad because October, at least in Alabama, we can say that, is not bad weather. Oh, yeah. You don't need your heat. You don't need your air. It's just like open your windows weather. Open your window. Yeah, you're cold. But then once it clicked over to November, it was like... <laughs> Who, who dropped the town? Who, who got that memo? Yeah, because I left the gym all sweaty without my coat, and I knew my jacket was in the car. Yeah, I was like, your hair oh. froze. Yeah, yeah, because I was so sweaty, and when I went in, it was 70 degrees. I came out, it was like 48. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is definitely like having cold water thrown on you when you step out in the cold after being that hot and that sweaty, because I did that January 1st of 2018, and it was like the coldest day of the year. It was New Year's Day and coldest day of the year, and I came out, and I was sweating, and I had clothes sticking to me that was sweaty, oh that, that froze on my legs, and I'm going, this ain't right. We're in Alabama now. This ain't right. <laughs> and I'm so, here, since all of the last week and everything going on with the propaganda being slammed around, I have had the hardest time, and I've been logging my meditation with my device, but I'm having a really hard time sitting still. I don't know if anybody else out there is having that. Oh yeah, it's election anxiety, and it went to it went off the charts. Um, I heard you're supposed to contact your doctor if your election lasts this long. Yeah, yeah, no, really. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking, you know, if you're collect connect connect with your doctor or connect with a doctor that believes in herbals, right? You know, yeah, that's that you know, not that we're you know promoting herbals of any kind, but you know, if you know <laughs> so, somebody, talk to them. Right. What our audience doesn't know, I'll go ahead and say, your husband's ex-military and a veteran, right? Right. 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 So I want to know what's going on in Casa Becky. Well, to tell you the truth of the matter, um, we both have been pretty strong about how we feel about this. Yes. And um, it's. You know, he, he believes in the Constitution the same way I do. Yes, upholding the constitutional values, exactly. Right. And it's not just letter of the law, spirit of the law, and that this is not, this has not been meant to be turned into a contest of, <laughs> you know, who has the most hotels on Boardwalk <laughs> Place. But it's basically, this has got to be a question of, right and wrong right and you you do have to be an adult about this and you can't act like a small child and say this didn't go my way this is not mm -hmm. how it's supposed to turn out right because al gore didn't get to do that and oh god don't get me started about al gore and tipper gore Oh, I know. I They're mean, the ones. Oh. Tipper Gore is the one who started the parental advisory labels. And I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. I started a petition against that, even though Good I was in you. the I was in the seventh grade. Mm -hmm. It what? 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I am 100% behind you. I do not like my music sensor. <laughs> yeah, you're not like about it. censorship either. No, no, I'm not. I'm fucking not about censorship. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> not suitable for work. And if you're listening to this at work, get back to work. Yeah, get it's back to work. It's a podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, it's, it's just, you know, but he and I both have, you know, kind of stood our ground. And I did something that I don't normally do. It was since we had no internet connection, I just did not pick up Facebook. I kept up with some news because I was getting, you know, news group. Um, like I get smart news, like the notifications. Right. I keep I keep up with my notifications, and if I read those, and I look at them with an unbiased eye, because I think right. idiocy on any side is not productive. That is that is negative energy that needs to go bye bye. Now, since and you have an iPhone, right? Yes, I have. And iPhone. since you're visually impaired, does it automatically give you like the routers in the morning, or does it automatically filter to one thing? Oh, it gives me everything. I've got like um, several news stations I'm tuned into. What's your favorite? Got... Like, what's your favorite resource? Um. I would say probably television media, but it has to be television media that's very open-minded. I meant, like, like, do you have a specific station that you maybe stay tuned into? Because yeah. the reason I'm asking is because Hank being a veteran, to me, anybody who served, like, your opinion weighs in more, even the whole household, right? Right, right. And, and I'm, I mean, well, let's put it like this. Hank served. His father served. His grandfather served. Mm -hmm. Both of his sons have served. A daughter-in-law has served. Um, You know, my father served. My brother served. I think there's not hardly any branch of the service we've missed. (laughs) Y'all got it covered. (laughs) Okay. You know, yeah, we got everything covered, but the Coast Guard, and I'm sure there's somewhere. And your yoga client is serving. (laughs) Oh, well, there you go. It just keeps going. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And, you know, and we've also, well, I work for the federal government when I work for Homeland Security. Because, you know, that was Homeland Defense right there, and I believed in it. And I still do. But, you know, um. It's, it's difficult to say, you know, like what I was saying about that. Um, they all, I mean, and just like when I talked to my student, it was, I'm going to the polling place and I'm going to make sure that my vote is counted. Right. And that was what we did. We went and because now they have a machine that if you're blind, you can put your ballot in there yourself. It starts telling you who is on the ballot. What, what party you're voting oh. and everything else. And so you can listen to it auditory or read it enlarged. You can even black out the screen if you think somebody's looking over your shoulder. Oh, that's cool. Harass you about your voting. And I thought, yeah, I might go on black screen real quick. Yeah. But they had not set up the, the machine yet because they had forgotten because of COVID that I might be coming in. But... <laughs> So they sort of like, we have this convenient thing for you, Becky, but we forgot. We forgot you this time, but after (laughs) I showed up, it was really funny because I know the people, matter of fact, both of the uh, people that are in charge of the polling place were my Sunday school teachers. So the minute I show up, I walk through the door, it's like snap, snap. They know. And they go, she's here to exercise her right. Excellent. And I actually had a judge that made him do it the first time before these other people took over the polling place. And she said, no, that gets plugged in right now. She gets to vote that way. And it saves Hank from reading this stuff to me, which even though we would have been possibly, hopefully, six feet apart from people, it still was... uh, one of those things because i am six feet apart from everybody yeah because they won't let hank go in with you right when we not uh right yeah yeah because we're sitting at a table together oh okay they let him read the ballot to me oh okay they helped they let you help it they let him help you i mean right they have in the past but now that i get to use the machine because i made such an uproar about it because they're in every polling place they just don't know how to use them. Most of the poll workers are older, and they're kind of like... Yeah, I've noticed that, too. They're mostly like... Are they all volunteers? Yes. 
Yeah, they're like older people that. Oh, they get they're getting paid. Okay. Yeah, they do get paid. They're probably like retired, and that's why they have the time. They are. They are. And um, because we've known some of them that have retired, and um, like I said, it is it is a great challenge for them being older because they're trying to keep, and especially with this COVID thing going on. Yeah. They have. You know, the plastic, you actually signed on an electronic pad. And so your hand never contaminated the paper that they were signing. And if you think about it, there's a system of checks and balances right there. They have to look you up by your ID. They scan that ID this time. Right. They write in your name as it appears on the ID, and you sign it as it appears. Now, that's three checks right there that you are who you say you are. So that cannot be voter fraud in any way, shape, or form. Because they've eyeballed you. You you may have eyeballed them, not my case, but I know. I heard their voice. Right. I know they're there. <laughs> and, you know, Hank's, Hank wouldn't let me do that, you know, with just anybody. And so um, I would just, you know, tell them I want my machine. And then they hooked it up. It was ready to go in about three minutes because it had to warm up. And I had to get, I had to locate the volume button. I hadn't had to do that in a while, and they turned it all the way down. So I'm sitting over there going, volume, volume, volume. No, I'm not ready to do it yet. Shut up, you know. And uh, I'm talking to the machine, and talk, you know, people were looking at me like I'm crazy. But I'm like, mm, I don't care. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> so, what I want to tell the listeners that you just. You totally threatened Alabama Power. She told them she was going to go out and start looking for the polls herself. <laughs> yeah, I was going to take my white cane and go looking for live wires. And they were like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so did you yoga during this week? Did I what? Did you do any yoga? Um, yes, I did that a lot, actually. You had all this free time and no power, so tell us about it. It was, it was very comforting and very freeing. Because it was, um, I de-stressed over this whole election thing because yeah, of, it took away. The you disconnect, yeah. You disconnected from all that propaganda. Exactly, and I, you know, I, I am a media hog when it comes to finding out what's going on in the world. You know, where are we standing with the world? Right, and I think that we belong standing with the rest of the world and see my neighbor that lives next door she is from far east asia foreign country and she came here as a young girl well young lady and married to a soldier who also was from well he was from puerto rico and um so she came here sort of wide-eyed and she became a citizen and everything and she's now up in her 70s. I didn't realize she was that old because, I mean, you live next door to somebody for 30 years and, yeah, they age, but you forget. Oh, damn. Well, also, but, Asians don't age. I don't know if anybody really knows that. <laughs> I know. They don't. It's some kind of magical, like, I don't know how they did it, but they don't really age. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm just saying. I get jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Know, <laughs> And uh, I talked to her yesterday, and I said, she was complaining about her back hurting, and I said, well, come do yoga with me. Yeah. And she said, I'm not, I've got this, I've got this wonderful person next door to me, and I don't even know that she does yoga. And I said, well, you come outside. I well, now she knows you. that you do yoga. Exactly. And she said, that's one of the things that would probably help my back. And I said, if it. It will improve the quality of your life if it doesn't completely fix the back. I said, mm-hmm. you may have something else going on, but there's nothing else that we can say that's any better than saying that yoga improves the quality of your life. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, everything about each type of yoga has its own benefit, I feel like. Oh, yeah. So I'm always oh, yeah. like, give all the types a chance. Like, I haven't even had time to try them all. Yeah, I mean, it's like yin yoga is slow. Yeah, that was, slow. Oh, yeah. It's very deliberate. And it's very, you you disconnect from the idea of the pose, even because you just remain in it. So yes, if anybody mind. listening doesn't know what yin yoga means, she's talking about you hold the pose between two and six minutes or more. 
And we've, I've been in a class where it was held 10 minutes at least. Oh, that's amazing. And It's yeah, like I meditation mean, it's, in motion. Right. And even to hold plank in six minutes is just... Oh, I cannot awesome. hold a plank six minutes. Well... Can you hold... It, wait, can you hold plank yeah. six minutes? Yeah. Oh, I'm so jelly. <laughs> I, thought, I start well, adding little variations like I can if I add variations but a still stable plank for six six full minutes that's amazing Becky I don't think you realize how amazing that is well it was it was a really true test of the will because see like okay I don't know if you realize this or not I don't think I've told you this I had shoulder surgery the 14th of January. Yeah, that's another thing. I knew that you had shoulder issues. Right. And I had to have um, the arthritis scraped completely out. So now sometimes when I'm doing yoga, I can actually hear my shoulder go, It's eh, eh, eh. <laughs> weird because you're sitting there throwing the other shoulder. Like sound effects. Going, yeah, it does. It actually has sound effects because it goes creak, 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 creak. And I'm like, shut up. You know, hoping nobody else is hearing it, you know, but I'm just like, okay, we're going to meditate that away. <laughs> <laughs> and but when holding that that plank it was like the the shoulder was over there talking and i'm thinking okay i know i have that but see like i went into yoga teacher training three weeks after that shoulder surgery oh now, that's an insane that's pretty soon that's pretty yeah. soon yeah oh yeah it was drastic i mean they they actually saw me uh collapse on one pose oh, and bless i went you. Uh, yeah, I came down on that shoulder hard, and it was like, oh, oh okay. And they said, would you like to just drop out for the last half hour and get, put ice on your shoulder? And I said, and take a pain pill? Yes, I would. Thank you. And I, I took them out on that time. But <laughs> um, then they, one of the teachers actually stepped up and said, you know, a smart yogi knows when to say, I can't push any farther, and I have to stop. And you can meditate. You can sit down and just focus on not the fact you couldn't do it, but the fact you did enough that your body recognized, okay, don't don't be stupid and push yourself beyond. Yeah, because if you have an injury, it's because you're, like, starting to let your ego lead you. Yeah. And that's what Shelly means when Shelly, my, my uh, yoga teacher, when I was in training, by the way, her name was Shelly, and mm -hmm. she always said, Let's face it, because I kept saying my number one goal. It wasn't because of the, like, college would rather me be certified that I work mm -hmm. for. My main goal was I don't want people to be injured or hurt, and I want to avoid. My biggest thing as a personal trainer side is, mm -hmm. you know, avoid injury, injuries, whatever. Right. Well, when I brought up injury prevention, Shelly was like, let's face it. People are going to get hurt in your class, and it's usually nothing to do with your class. It's something outside the class. Right. Right, because sometimes the, just that it's it's like the butterfly effect, that flicker of attention away from just staying in the meditation. And you're going to do that because you're human. Your mind will kind of wander off to look behind. Oh, totally. Eyes. And us being led by our egos, it's totally just human. Right. Right. And, you know, we'll go back in to make up for it because it's like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I shouldn't let my mind wander I, I should be in the moment and it's like even the best yogi is gonna sometimes go did I finish that oatmeal this morning or not <laughs> you know. oh yeah I have a hard time remembering if I took my like thyroid medicine like did I do that today I think yeah. I did oh, gosh. like do I have worse? to start getting the the Sunday through Saturday thingies with the little clickies <laughs> am, I, am I to that point uh, yeah <laughs> I've tried having those too and I love the fact they're in braille and it's kind of like well that doesn't help me because you don't read braille right right you would just well, have to for, count left or right as seven little bubbles <laughs> yeah yeah that's what I told somebody they said why don't you read braille and I said I said because I'm still sitting there trying to count the dots yeah, Braille no. seems very confusing to me, and I don't blame you because when I tried to, like, look at elevators and signs and anytime I saw Braille and try to make sense of it, I could not. Mm -hmm. I just could not. Well, and it was actually, actually, if I remember correctly, the person that invented Braille was from, like, Scandinavia mm -hmm. or somewhere over in there, but... It's a universal language, just like sign language is. And just like Sanskrit for yoga. 
Right. And it's the universal universal language skill that if you don't have it, you're still standing there going, I need a translator. Right, I mean, right. You know. And I think and everybody I, should know sign language. And I say that, like, kind of embarrassed because I only know a little bit. Well, I'll tell you another thing. You can actually go down if you... Um, they do classes at the Alabama Institute for Deaf and Blind. Oh, for sign language? For sign language, for people that go to work down there that have no clue. Oh, you've met one of my yogis that works there. I should contact oh. her. Yeah, remember her? Yeah. I should contact her and, and, like, you know what? Not only that, not just contact her for, like, classes. I should have her on the podcast because she's an amazing yogi, too. There you go. Yeah. And I would love to love to see her again too because i've thought about that just now but they take three years to let people learn sign language uh you know and and braille if they need to they can learn several things and it's paid for by the school so you know they just have to be able to pass a test at the end of three years that they are certified in active use of sign language or and I'm, I'm not sure about the Braille part, but I do know it's three years they give them to learn sign language. Yeah. Because um, that campus is so much larger than the School for the Blind. But it's also so they can work at E.H. Gentry and Helen Keller, which is multi, uh, uh, multi-handicapped or, uh, or multi-disabilities, let's say it that way. Yeah. You know, and they are fighting things like um, not only the issue of maybe a blind and deaf, um, they could have Down syndrome um, and, you know, just different, you know, several things compounded on top of just the blind and, and or deaf that make their life even more of a challenge. So um, those are the, they are wonderful children and they grow up to be really wonderful adults and you know they they let them go to eh gentry so they can continue their adult education in a different form if they need to but they also have community college come in to work with the students that stay over the summer after they graduate Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they can continue to go to college you know start their college career right then if they stay at E.H. Gentry, and so they're already a semester ahead, and that actually allows a blind and or deaf student to keep up with the rest of their classmates that graduated from just regular public high school that didn't have any problems. Right, right. So, you know, uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to see them do that, and it's, you know, it's really great that they can do that. Yeah. And, my daughter was a product of that, and, you know, she actually got a scholarship to Troy, which, unfortunately, she got married, got pregnant with my granddaughter, and stayed out of school. <laughs> she, by the way, while. granddaughter, when you listen to this, she means that in the best way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I love my little granddaughter. She's so funny. She's, she's like me, and the other little granddaughter's like my daughter. Oh, and so uh, we each have our own mini me's um <laughs> and the youngest one is 12 or about to be 12 in january and the eldest one just turned 15 and i'm thinking she's going to start driving next year and she has perfect sight so it's like that's truly a that's a blessing because you you were yeah. i know you were concerned i was <clears throat> and she has like 2010 vision so like she can see that bird that's making that noise up in the tree that I'm just, just going, oh, there's a cat bird somewhere around here. That's <laughs> a hawk, you know. And uh, they, they, um, they're really sweet kids, and they're so funny. And they, uh, my granddaughter, every time she sees me, she said, I still love Bohemian Rhapsody, and I said, so do I. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you know, you weren't even a twinkle in my eye. Uh, you know, much less your mother's whenever I was listening to Queen. Right. And, you know, I was that kid that was listening to Queen in 76 when nobody else was listening to it in the South. <laughs> and whenever Bohemian Rhapsody came out, everybody's going, oh, I love Queen. And I'm going, oh, yeah. Like, uh, because yeah. that's old news now. And welcome to the party. Like, so, 
<clears throat> I remember you met me when I was kind of new to yoga because I was obsessed with pound fitness. <clears throat> oh, and yeah. and the only reason I got into pound fitness was because of the courage that came up from doing yoga to, yeah, I can do this, you know. They were doing, uh-huh. like, abs to rage against the machine and all this other stuff. And I remember telling you, and I don't, re- I didn't know the Sanskrit term for it at that time, which uh-huh. now I know is pratyahara. Uh-huh. The sensory deprivation, because I said, oh, the truest masters, they close their eyes. So you're like, you're like naturally going to be master. Remember, I said, that's exactly how they practice is the best masters close their eyes. So you're already halfway to master. Remember, but I didn't know the Sanskrit. The Sanskrit was Pratyahara, which means in literal translation, because Sanskrit's the oldest, like one of the oldest languages. Language it just means, yeah, it's like the oldest not the oldest, but it's one of the ancient languages it's not used. But pratyahara means sensory deprivation. And so when mm-hmm. Becky lost power for a week, now she has this added element of sensory deprivation. Right. But, you know, and it was really funny because, you know, uh, my husband was shining the light up, up stairs for me to come down. And <laughs> thought... Okay, that's a total waste of battery. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, what did you say? More. Is that what you said? Like, if it makes you feel better to shine the light, yeah, shine the I feel like y'all could have light. your own like reality show. <laughs> <laughs> well, it really becomes that too, and I'll tell you something else that's funny. Uh, my neighbor that's across the street from me, her father was living across the street from me he's back in the house right now living with them this week because his house that he got after his divorce 25 years ago after opal it bought a house in welburn got that house it got squashed during hurricane zeta and he had to come back over here to stay with his daughter so i walk out uh, or we drive over to their house to say um, exchange phone numbers so we know we can get in touch with each other. And her father was outside with her, and I said, "Well, hi." And he said, "Hey, how are you?" And I said, uh, "I said I haven't seen you since the last hurricane." <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was uh, it was that moment of irony of like here you've walked this path. With, with a person you cross paths with, and then 25 years later, the same path. You just right back there, there. right, right. Yeah. And I was actually talking about on my, one of my podcast episodes. I don't know if you heard me, but I don't even remember how many times it was a hurricane hit this area where it didn't dep- like go into a depression or a tropical storm because they usually downgrade it from, oh, it's not a hurricane, it's a tropical depression or it's a tropical storm. Yeah. So how many times has an actual hurricane like Zeta hit us? Twice. Like twice Ivan. in the past f- several years? Yeah, well, Ivan was the closest in September 24th, 2004. That's the one I couldn't remember the name of. 2004 Ivan. Yes. I remember they put sandbags down at work and sent us home. Yes. And um, I actually had to have my mother move over here i'd always been able to go to her house but it was like this time i said no we've got to get you to higher ground right because she basically was in a little valley like and yeah it flooded all the way up to the base of the house oh no and she's on oxygen so we had to bring everything yeah you don't want somebody not being able to leave their house um it's a good thing you were looking out for her Right, and, you know, uh, there was times whenever I thought, if I drove my mother this crazy when I'm little, Lord, I am so sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Did she drive you like, crazy? She was so funny. She she had a 50-foot hose, and she'd roll it up, and she'd throw it out, roll it up like it was a lasso, and throw it out. And I thought, okay, Corral, we're going to have to go somewhere else with this, you know. <laughs> and she, she was... Uh, she would say, am I in your way here? I know I'm in your way here. I'm in your way, aren't I? No, Mother, you're fine. Just relax. Enjoy the TV, and you're you're safe here. You're not going to have to worry about anything. We'll get you back home. Everything's going to be fine. You know, just trying to reassure. Yeah. And she goes, can I help you? No, Mother, there's not room in here. I'm afraid I'll burn you. Oh. And I don't want you with your oxygen 
where you can get burned. Okay, bad idea. Yeah, oxygen near the something explosive. Yeah, you know, let's go in here where the you know you're relighting (laughs) pilot lights or something. Yeah, mom, I'm going to call you in to help me. But no, you know, and it's funny because you see this all the time with people with oxygen that they'll take it off to smoke or they'll forget they've had it on. I've seen people do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't do it many times if they burn their face. I can tell you that because I've seen a few that have actually been in the process of lighting that cigarette and that oxygen oxygen goes. <laughs> and oh, it's man. like, you don't want to laugh, but at the same time you're horrified. But it looks like, well, that'll learn you. It's like, is this a, like going to be something that somebody caught and it's going to go viral <laughs> on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm looking at that going. <laughs> Damn, that hurt. But, you know, at the same time, you're thinking, I'm sorry. But then you really want to go, dumbass. <laughs> and it's, it's like, I can't say anything because I'm looking at them going, okay, you know. But I guess if it's like, well, my disability and your disability put together would not be a good thing. So let's not <laughs> set fire to the house. And you stay on your oxygen and I'll not run you back into natural gas, okay? Right. Good deal. And, uh. <laughs> You know, so that was what was even funnier was I had started to lose my vision, but it wasn't as bad. Uh, But then during Hurricane Opal, when it came through, that was five days of, again, we were without power over here. For five days you had no power during Opal? What year was Opal? Opal was in 1995. I I was already out of high school for a year. Yeah, see, oh gosh, yeah. Oh I my was, gosh. Yeah, my daughter was staying at my mom's because it was pretty safe where she was at, but because we were up on this hill, the wind and everything, and see, the eye of the hurricane actually passed over Anniston. That's the, re- the reason I know that is because we had to teach that um, at the museum when so I was, was volunteering. So Opal was still a hurricane when it hit? Yes, yes. The eye hmm. passed over Aniston, and Alabama had the eye of the Hurricane Ivan pass over. I'm not sure exactly where, but it did it did stay consistent. It got pretty close to us. Uh, I think it was actually on um, what they would consider toward the east side of Aniston. Yeah, it it was going over into Georgia. But it was still maintaining it. And as a matter of fact, when I was teaching or while volunteering at the museum as a docent, which is tour guide, which is funny, but you got a blind tour guide. So follow me. (laughs) You know, know, oh, God, where are we going? And uh, so it it was funny, but we were there's there's actually a display up there that is what they call Gray's Ghost. You flip a light, and it'll show you one thing. And if you flip the light the other way, within that same box, they've actually made two different displays. Yeah. But because of the lighting, it it, tri- it tricks it into, uh, like, it's covering the whole box, but it's actually done with mirrors. The, you know, everything's oh. done with mirrors. So, um, anyway, but it shows a hurricane ball, and it was from either Camille or another hurricane but it shows all this stuff and what it does is it starts just rolling up like twine gets starts rolling around uh pine needles and then a pine branch will get in the center of it and it'll just continue rolling 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 and mud gets wrapped into it and it becomes this solid football looking thing and you can find them in different places <laughs> where hurricanes been oh so we had, I'm sure we had several around here, but Op- Opal came through here screaming at like 75 miles an hour. Well, it actually continued to follow the trail on up into the Appalachian Mountains. So when we went to Gatlinburg in December, they were telling us that they still had places up there that hardwoods were down across some of the national park roads, mm-hmm. and they had to actually come in with helicopters and get people out of their homes because there was no other access except by air to get these people evacuated 
that had been without power, water, or anything for two weeks or longer. Oh, yeah. And thinking of how long y'all been here, I have a random question. Um, mm-hmm. Did y'all meet Colonel Berman? My husband did. I figured he did. So, if you know That's anything about him. that, do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's, he's sitting there. I, heard, I, just heard, wait, I just heard Hank in the background like, what are you talking about me? No, what did he yeah. say? What did yeah. he say? He said, Colonel Berman. He said, oh, yeah, I knew Farley. Okay, he knew him. He knew him. Yes. <clears throat> That's and interesting. Toward his home. Yeah, well, my husband, like, worked on some of the armor that is in the Colonel Berman Museum. Oh, did he? Because, oh. I mean, this was around the time when I was new to sword fighting in the SCA. <laughs> and, oh, like, yeah. they were all, like, kind of working on it, trying to get it in order. Because I think that was when they were opening the... Right before they opened the Berman Museum to this new exhibit or something, I guess that some of the SCA folks, you know about the SCA, that's Society for Creative Anachronism because you were in it before me, but (laughs) my husband worked on some of the armor that went into the museum. Oh, that's cool. Because, see, I worked downstairs before the Arts of Asia opened. I was down there cleaning bronzes dating back to the... 1600. Oh my god, that Arts of Asia stuff was so cool. And I, I helped the, the investigation on, guess what, the Buddhas that <laughs> they had. <laughs> oh, cool. I got to do that research and write up what was out there on some of those cards. Oh good, that's awesome. You put those cards out there, some of them? Yes, no. that was my work. That was my writing. That is badass, Becky. I well, wish I could I, like high five you through the computer okay there we are high five, <laughs> high five. virtual high five that, yes that exactly COVID responsibility <laughs> but that that's magnificent because yeah and I, I i one of the things that they were talking about with the buddha and you can see the changes in buddha from generally like century to century yeah from and, one year i mean one generation to the next it was right and artist. country because um, the, the first ones actually came from Greece because if you notice there's a lot of attention and detail to the body structure like to the muscles mm-hmm. and the face and the hair you can actually see where they had that the Buddha was only supposed to have so many hairs and he was supposed to look like this and then later on whenever we were looking at I think it's the sativas uh they were, they were kind of like Buddhist, um, no, there's a word for it, it's, uh, sativa is the last part, mm-hmm. but there's one that's known as the teaching Buddha, and when you do that, you actually have the legs in the crisscross, one hand would be up, and it has the eye, and the other hand is de- facing down. Yes, I've with, seen that, one up, one down. And that's called the teaching Buddha. Oh, I would always point that out. Because you were a teacher. Teachers. Yeah, and when I would take the tours, and the teachers were there with them, I said, this is important to you because this is the teaching Buddha. You need to do the research on this because it's very fascinating. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. And it was, oh, it was awesome. I had the best time with that. And I actually showed them what was funny was one one of the bronzes that I was cleaning actually i was wiping it down we were having to use we were told by the smithsonian to use dawn dishwashing detergent and a soft toothbrush and they were using cold water well it was getting some of the grease but i was dying because i mean it was like freezing your hand off and i said can we warm the water up to lukewarm and see what happens i said can we you know like on the bottom of his foot yeah nobody's ever going to know and when we did we started noticing details came out like it came out better and suddenly whenever i started cleaning the kimonos of the different samurai it started showing family crest it started showing cherries oh that's amazing and they said we've never seen this we didn't know this was here we've had these all this time and we knew nothing about what the history oh my god becky i'm so glad i got you on here to tell your story i didn't know that you did that with the museum Mm -hmm. i did and i had the best time and 
the the fact that I was able to get them to change it to just a little bit of warmer water. Just that one detail. One detail. And it actually revealed thousands of things that they didn't know. And they started looking at the crest. They started investigating, you know, what families it was. And they started talking about the cherries, what they meant, and then why they were placed where they were. Oh. And cherry blossoms and trees and just all, all this stuff. And it was like, they said, you don't know what you found. <laughs> And I said, You're like, well, okay, here, I expect my check in the mail. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, pretty much, you know, but I, did, I was so excited, and I still get excited over things like that because, you know, if we don't hang on to some of those things and tell others about them, we lose the meanings. That's just like, to me, yoga is so important because we... The, the longer we stay alive doing it and learning what the positions are mm-hmm. and the eight limbs of yoga and the things like that, the longer yoga will live. Yes. And it's not only for meditation, relaxation, it's education. It is to broaden the mind in the slightest ways. And Yeah, and you, like a little a little crack opening of a door in your mind is a huge thing Mm -hmm. and it it starts leading you to a path that of enlightenment that you didn't know you were ready to go down right and so even though i knew i was going to go blind it led me to an enlightened path that i truly love and I, I don't mind sharing with other people, but it's just hard. But like my neighbor, like I said, she's Asian and she said, this is great. I can <laughs> come to a real yogi now. Yeah, she can go right next door and do yoga. Yeah. And, so, yeah, know, that's awesome. So, you know, it's it's kind of like the whole, like I said, it's just everything connects to everything else. And it has since the beginning of time. You just have to go back and find where your connection was with it yes, and where it is now and where you can lead things to in the future. So, and yeah, that's awesome. I'm, is she going to take lessons from you? She's supposed to. Yay. She's going to try to do that. And I told her, I said, I promise. I said, the whole point is not for us to have pain. I said, if something is not comfortable, I will work to make you feel comfortable and relaxed and enjoy the what you learn and what you feel yes and and reduce not only the pain but more more than anything the stress and anxiety that the pain may be causing and if you can focus away from it you know they've they've proven that it is a natural pain reducer and i can attest to the fact that i don't I used to be a person that would, you know, if I got nervous, I would scratch until to the point where I would just make something that wasn't there. Like problems, yeah. Yeah, and it would be my way of, and they, you know, and they've considered that a... a, That's an anxiety thing, yeah. yeah. A lot of people do that, by the way. If you're listening and you also do the scratch thing, statistically, that's huge. That's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's very treatable, but I think yoga and meditation, does it help I you with quit. it? Yes, I have quit. Yes. I have only like one little place that just recently came up, and I, I call that my, oh, that must be my hurricane bump. Yeah. You know, so, hey, hurricane anxiety. Yeah, that was that was the only thing, you know, or, you know, we could call it the election one since it's on. So, yeah, I'm not hanging <laughs> up. I'm not hanging up on you. But as we wrap up the podcast, what would you say to listeners that stressing about the COVID or stressing about election or stressing about their job or stressing about working out? What would you say? I would tell them to think of their safety first. But most of all, think of how much love you can have for yourself, for the people that mean the most to you, around you, and to focus sometimes inward more than outward on things Mm -hmm. that are not long-lasting. Because something that just lasts a split second 
that's gone. But right. the things of the heart and the mind go on forever. Oh, well put, well put, Becky. That's Thank so you. awesome. I'm so glad that you did some meditation and yoga during your time, like where you were kind of isolated without power. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope you didn't lose too many groceries. <laughs> oh. oh, no. And actually, <laughs> it was a good thing because we needed to clean the fridge out. I, you know, <laughs> it was like a like, blessing in disguise thing. They yeah, purged. I, I, it, you know, it, it's, this, it's that whole thing of, can you tell me what this was? No? Yes. Okay. Now, tell me about the matching lumberjack shirts I see here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was kind of a neat thing I did for family Hank, for Thanksgiving. That like a was family photo. Yeah. And his <laughs> two sons, two of his grandsons, of his oldest grandsons, um, the <laughs> two sons... Uh, wives, his daughter-in-laws, and me. There, we were together for Thanksgiving, and it was the first time that Hank had got to spend the Thanksgiving with his two sons together in forty-one years. Oh my God, this is so, so special. Oh yeah, and it was like that was my birthday weekend, and <laughs> um, you know, but I wanted it to be about family, and. Um, the lumberjack t-shirts or lumberjack shirts <laughs> flannel was, yeah flannel yeah red and black plaid flannel and you wouldn't believe it i've got sheets like that i've got <laughs> house coats like that i just bought a pair of sleep pants that have that so uh, i'm i'm a lumberjack nut got a, <laughs> she's got a theme a, a pl- it's yeah, like a flannel theme a but when we put them on it was like i got sizes for everybody that i thought would be close to their size and fit and um, there's there's a there's a backstory about one of them, but we'll leave that one out because it's, it takes away from the fun of it. <laughs> but anyway, we we wore them on the day after Thanksgiving and took the family picture. And the young man that took it was uh, one of uh, Matt, that's Hank's youngest son. It was one of his buddies and Daphne. That, the wife of Matt. Mm-hmm. It, it was their buddy that was living in the house, and he's uh, he likes to take professional photography. He's working on that. And uh, he had just gotten out of the military, and he took the picture, and he thought, wow, this red and black is really going to be kind of kind of a hard thing he thought to deal with. Well, then when he got in there and started working on the photograph to go on the Facebook page, he said, do you know how good this looks? And I said, well, I could see it one time, but I kind of thought it was. Well, it's a great picture. And it's, he said, it's awesome. He said, it's against the, the pine trees, the green of that. Right. And, and everything. And everybody's happy. It's a, it's a family. Yeah. Together. It's like matching flannels and look like you're, <laughs> like you're about to go and like do a vacation in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah. It does. It looks like, okay, we're going to try, try all these trees behind us in five minutes, you know. and and we're a family of lumberjacks. But Make a blog cabin just from the scenery. Yeah, that was it. You know. <laughs> and um, we were in Virginia, so and it turned out to be a very beautiful day. That's I mean, nice. The was perfect, and you know, for them to get to spend the whole weekend together, his you know the dad with the two sons was ideal. Yes, and it was. Uh, I also tried to slice my finger off, but I won't tell you about that. Oh, no. <laughs> she had an accident story. Side, found, sidetracked accident yeah, story. I, I found a Leatherman on steroids, and I sliced my finger. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. But the medic, Hank Jr., was the one who actually taped my finger together. And oh, his son's a medic? Uh, he was a medic in the military. Oh, yeah. wow. And so she's I, in good hands, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I lived. I just have a tiny, tiny, almost invisible scar. Oh. And uh, it, it was on my ring finger on my right hand. And I was like, I was trying not to tell Hank I'd cut my finger. But, you know, I, that was going to be a bloody mess. That's inevitable. Sure. You're going to, yeah, you can't hide yeah. that. I'd tell somebody, you know. And it, <laughs> my daughter-in-law is trying to help me hide it. We're running my finger oh. in the water. And I'm, I'm guessing I'm guessing it was a kitchen related. Uh, no, it was. I had a Leatherman on steroids. It was. An, uh, How did you put your Leatherman on steroids? And what, was, what what were you doing with it? Well, I I bought it as a joke. 
so I could say it was a large print Leatherman for blind folks. And <laughs> the blade inside of it was six inches long. So what I had was a small sword, you know, when I pulled it out. And I was like, oh, Jesus. So, yeah, I did. I sliced my finger. Oh, good. bless your heart. <laughs> and I was excited because I found the screwdriver that I'd been looking for in it. And I didn't realize it was next to the Oh, because it had knife, all these different, so. like, things you can pull out. Yeah. And, oh you know, no! I know what you mean now because of, if you're blind and you can't see which of the tools you're pulling, right? Oh so, no! Yeah, yeah. So I just went right down the right down Bless the your heart. With that, and I was like, oh, that's gonna leave a mark. But even and, still, like looking back on, I don't know about you, but looking back on like vacation memories, it's so like mel- it's so like oh, you know, like it's melodramatic. <laughs> now because like you think back like wow that was so awesome look look at those memories where we were just like hugging and walking on the beach or going to the mountains yeah whatever and, we were doing you know and, and, and it's so funny because you know things were going on like that like last christmas and last thanksgiving we didn't have the virus that we were worried about that you know has been so just damaging to the world it's mm-hmm. not you know we're not isolated in this. Right. And, um, you know, and I look back on, you know, I think back on that picture. I can't exactly look back on it, but I think back on it. And um, he actually brought, uh, also, they took one of me and Hank in black and white. And he's, it's like a 1950s style pose. Oh. Uh, and uh, Hank had, had me, you know, where he was holding me, like, you know, kiss me, you know, like the 1940s. Oh, uh, <laughs> like a, uh, like a dramatic kissing the, scene. The sailor and the nurse where they're kissing on Life yeah. Magazine for <laughs> VE Day. It was one of those kind of shots. Oh. And it was really fun. And it, we, we just did so many neat things. Like, we went to Five Guys and in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, we walked in. We're all still wearing the red and black plaid. And uh, Pickles, Hank's over here starting to laugh as he knows what's good, what I'm going to say. The, we went up to the register and the little girl's looking at all of us and she said, are you a group? Or do you- <laughs> she saw these matching outfits that I'm referring to in the photo and she thought you were like a band. Yeah, well, she didn't. She said, are y'all a group or a family? Because y'all all have on the exact She couldn't. Ha- she couldn't shirt. get over the fact that you all had flannel. She no, was like, she are was- you from Seattle? Are you drinking coffee? <laughs> yeah, really. Are you going to make a grunge album? <laughs> no, I was like, oh my. God. Yeah, we're here for a grunge fest. <laughs> right. Thought, Lord have mercy. And join said, us that's what you should have said is join yeah, us, join us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like D- are y'all together and it was and hank said no i've never seen any of these people in my <laughs> he's like, i don't know them you know <laughs> i can see him doing that it's just i don't know them yeah there were nine of us <laughs> and it's i'm matching guy. everyone's outfit but i don't know any of these people i walked in with <laughs> Yeah, and it was like, I don't know any of them, you know. And Hank Jr. looks a lot like his dad. And yeah. So and his youngest son. And his grandsons are carbon copies of, of their dad. And so they're <laughs> And it's just, it's just really wild. Oh, wow. And, but, you know, the fact that we were able to bring this together after all this time. And it was just really, they were, they got their dad. And two of the other sons got their dad yeah and you know it was like these are things that you really need to cherish because this may not last uh yeah i'm glad you said that too i needed to hear that as well because i've already said this on the podcast before but thanksgiving being a forced socialization is totally my least favorite holiday among other like 20 million reasons so i'm glad that you told me this i'm one of those people that really needs to hear it and embrace gratitude more often. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even the dumb stuff, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can laugh about it years later. I mean, yeah, like even I if said, it's not the best times, you know. Well, my nephews, one year, nineteen ninety-three, I bought my house. I've had it a year. They, I have Thanksgiving. My sister flies to Hawaii. You know, nice job, sis. <laughs> she, she's dead. She won't care. 
She won't listen um, to this replay. She's dead. I love the insert. By the way, <laughs> she can't hear this. I um, won. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, my nephews walk in and my husband at the time, the second one, at the time, now dead. Right. Uh, not my fault, but uh, he's dead. <laughs> and and we're, they're looking at this birthday cake and it says, happy birthday, Becky. And they said, whose birthday is it? That's <laughs> right there on the cake. Right, and I said, uh, mine, your aunt. <laughs> oh, did we know it's your birthday? Obviously not. Uh, yeah, I think you answered that question with your first question. <laughs> <laughs> and what was so funny was, so it's like karma got them, though, because they went outside, they were standing outside, and I remember 93 was the blizzard, right? Right, blizzard of 93 was a big deal in Alabama, y'all. Yeah, in March, because we had 24 inches of snow. I remember. It no, it was like kind of like almost April, wasn't it? Uh, March the 11th. It was my sister's oh, birthday. Oh, okay. And my nephew's birthday. And um, I remember she, thinking, it's not going to snow. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I remember was, I was in complete denial. Oh, yeah. It's not going to snow after February. Surely not. You know, <laughs> oh, I was working at Walmart and it snowed in April of 1987 mm -hmm. i was like you gotta be kidding me i gotta go oh work on the docks and they said you got to dress like you're a professional i said well the overalls is as professional as it's getting <laughs> you know i'm on a dock come on now i'm taking yeah. stuff off a trailer don't even ask me to do that and then i gotta go up to the front desk and look like can i help you yes i manage <laughs> how may i help you oh but 93 in November, now eight months have gone by, and I couldn't remember. I, I knew there was something, and here's what stress will do to you. I couldn't remember what was wrong with the back deck. I kept telling Tony, I said, I need to tell you something about the deck. He kept blowing me off, and I that's the husband who's dead now. But he said, whatever, just wouldn't listen. I said, no, I really need to tell you. Well, when my two nephews went outside and they were standing on the deck, it collapsed with them on it. Oh, no. And I said, that was it. The deck's pulling off of the house. And it, it, it had. It had pulled off the house. It only dropped 18 inches, but there was like 600 pounds of weight sitting there, and it was on its last nail, and it just finally said, screw it, I'm out of here. And they went down like 18 inches. They weren't hurt. There was nothing on the deck anyway mm -hmm. so it was just the whole thing of whoa didn't expect that so they basically they were tall they're like over six foot tall like my husband is so they just yeah. walked back in my house and said oh your deck fell off oh what? because it didn't bother them to fall because they're tall you mean right <laughs> and i was like i told tony i said that's what i was going to tell you and so it was just like the birthday from hell and i was I was trying to relax that night by doing a t-shirt for Christmas, <laughs> painting it, and you know, it was the, the Thanksgiving that never ended that day, and so while I was laying the shirt dry, because I thought, I don't want to mess the shirt up, I'm going to step away, and I'm going to clean out my daughter's fish tank so she could have a fi clean fish tank to see her fish in the next morning. Mm -hmm. The fish tank, I've got the fish out, it's sitting in a mason jar looking at its tank, and I'm cleaning it, and I've got it all clean, and I'm putting the rocks back in, the Little Mermaid back in, because that, you know, was the big deal back then, the Little Mermaid. Yeah. I put her back in her place in the tank, and it was a pink lid I had to put back on, but I had to do that after I put the fish back in. So I put the fish back in the tank, put the lid on it, <laughs> go to wash my hands. The tank is stable. I made sure. Right. Next thing I know, crash. Oh, tank fish and all go over fish wasn't dead so i have to put him back in the mason jar oh no and i i got the tank put back together and it was okay so i put it back together i put the fish back in look at it again it fell over this time i'm thinking oh he's dead now no he's still alive but he goes <laughs> to the bottom of the of the mason jar floating on his head and then he float on his side and then he come back upright, and then he plucked back to the bottom. And I thought, are you trying to die? <laughs> this went on for six months. 
Wow. I kid you not. Six months. Six months of I, this fish. Yes, and they kept calling well, me the fish killer. We're going to have to wrap it up in like five seconds, so say goodbye, listeners. I'm not hanging Bye, up. Bye, listeners. Bye, listeners. You, Thank you. I love you. Thank you. <laughs>